Are you ready to become the top in your field? Welcome to the Tradeswoman Talk podcast, a show designed for you, one that strives to forge solidarity amongst tradeswomen. For years, this has been a predominantly male-driven industry. However, we are now entering a new era, one where whatever we truly desire can be ours. Like we have been saying, jobs don't have genders. On this show, we'll share information with each other as a collective to empower each other. Share with us your trade secrets as we share ours with you. It's our time to do more than survive. It's our time to thrive. We're happy to have you here with us on the Tradeswoman Talk podcast. And now your hosts of the show, Judalyn, Cassidy, and Andrea Harris. Tradeswoman Talk is brought to you by SupplyHouse.com, home to over 180,000 plumbing, heating, and HVAC supplies. SupplyHouse.com offers pros free shipping, returns, exclusive deals, and a dedicated phone line as part of their Trades Master program. SupplyHouse.com is also devoted to putting trades professionals in the spotlight with the Trade Master of the Month program. Each month, a SupplyHouse.com Trades Master is featured, allowing them to share their stories and experiences of working in the trades. You can nominate a Trades Master of the Month by visiting SupplyHouse.com slash TM of the Month. Welcome, welcome, and thanks for joining us on another episode of Tradeswoman Talk. My name is Judalyn Cassidy. I am a plumber, keynote speaker, and the CVO, which is a chief visionary officer of the nonprofit organization Tools and Tiaras Inc. And I want my co-host to introduce herself. Hi, I'm Andrea Harris, mother to a handsome 12-year-old son, female cement, only female cement mason at the FDNY, real cement mason at the Dove Beauty Bar commercial, and co-director of Tools and Tiaras. Hey, thank you, thank you. And on this episode of Tradeswoman Talk, our guest is Blaine Harden, electrician, father, and investor. Welcome, welcome, Blaine. Today we have Blaine Harden, an electrician for over 20 years. He's also an electrician at the FDNY. At work, Blaine is also known as a rock star because every building he walks into, everyone screams, Blaine! (laughs) Girl dad, girl dad and investment guru. He's also the founder of 10 Talents Trading, where he teaches you how to stock trade, something he's been doing for himself for over five years. Thank you and welcome, Blaine. Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm very happy to be here. And uh, let's engage in some conversation. Yes. Thank you for being our additional co-host. And he's he's ready to roll. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go. Hi, Blaine. Thanks again for joining us. We hope we can come away with this interview with a better understanding of not just the electric trade, but making some coin investing. We would like to start with our five and five. You can't get away from this, Blaine. For our five and five, we would ask you five questions where you can only give one answer. Five questions. They can only give one answer. Every question, you can only give one answer. Are you ready, Blaine? Yes, let's go. All right, he's ready. He's ready. You're invited to the Grammys. 
You have to choose a designer to go with. Will you wear Gucci or Armani? Gucci. Only one. Gucci. Only one. That's not fair, though, you know, because I want to wear my own style. Blaine, this is our game. You could only choose one. Okay, make okay. It. Every guest okay. always trying to do this to okay. Anne and I. All right. Only choose All right. what we you give win. brother. You win. All right. Okay. Thank you, and you're welcome. You're hungry. You need to eat to feel satisfied. Do you want steak or seafood, Max? Seafood. Okay. It's your wife's birthday. You have to choose a gift. A luxury bag or a luxury home remodel? I'll say home remodel. I just nice. feel it's more practical. Nice. How do you like sleeping? Pitch black or nightlight? Pitch black. Who would you prefer to work with? A dreamer or a realist? A dreamer. Thank you, Blaine. How was it? It wasn't that bad, was it? It wasn't that bad. Oh, yeah. It was good. It was good. It was good. Interesting questions. You guys should put a little spin to that, though. Ask why on certain things. I know it's your. I know it's your game. Sorry. Okay, you got it. No, you no, no, no. Because the show we try to keep it to like a half an hour, so people tend to even explain their their choices anyway. So sometimes right. okay. people explain why they choose one or the other. But okay. everybody okay. tries okay. to do what you do, Blaine. They always try to bring another choice. And the fun thing is just making you have to make a quick decision of one or the other yeah and then we get to know each other that way because i think it's a fun exercise to learn about people what they choose so that's why we do that uh segment five and five so okay i like it it was interesting i like it thank you so i would love for our audience who are listening to know about you can you share a little bit about yourself with us yeah okay so as you guys said earlier i'm a father of three um, my um, trade, how I make my money and provide for my family is that I'm an electrician. I've been doing that majority of my life, basically, is all I know. But recently, um, I started trading and, you know, I just realized that there's such a need for it in our community because there's so many people that it wasn't something that we were educated on when we were coming up in school, you know, and it's such an easy way that we can make money once you're knowledgeable of it. But what holds us back is fear. We're fearful of losing. We're fearful of not being successful at it. But a good way to conquer fear is to be educated, is to know what you're doing. If you know what you're doing and you have confidence in what you're doing, you'll be less fearful. You'll be able to walk, you know, on sure grounds. You won't be 100 percent, but you'll be able to do things more methodically. So I decided to start a financial literacy program in which we teach each other how to trade, how to invest in the stock market. And not just that, anything, credit you know, taxes, mutual funds, life insurance, anything financially that that could benefit us, benefit our families. It's been very successful. It's been uh, something that I've been enjoying doing because it's being able to teach people and see the, the benefits of them. You start seeing people providing for the family. They make a trade. They make some money. They feel good. They're enjoying it. It's been pretty good. So I'm happy about it. Nice. Now, let's get back to your humble beginnings as an electrician. What age did you decide to become an electrician and what made you stick to it? What made you decide like, this is going to be how I retire and how I take care of my family? What age did you start? Okay, I'll give you a brief synopsis on this interesting story. I didn't choose to be an electrician. My mother did. Mm. She chose for me to be an electrician. Remember when I was graduated from junior high school, she asked me what school I want to go to. So, oh, what I want to do. She said, what do you want to do? And I told her I want to own my own business. I didn't care about owning my own business. I just wanted to go to a school with girls. <laughs> and I knew that if I said that, mm-hmm. I would more so lead me to go to a school that, you know, that had more girls. 
Right. So she analyzed it, single mom. She analyzed, she said, you know what? I know an electrician that makes good money and you're going to be an electrician. Mm. I was totally against it. She went to Grady, Westinghouse, all these schools to see which was the best program for me and ended up in Grady. So as I took the trade and I, you know, I got better at it, I got out of high school and that's what I started to do. And I've been an electrician ever since. And it's been, so the wisdom of my mother is really why I'm here. Yeah. Nice. Don't you love mothers? Mothers are, are just these awesome people who sometimes help you find direction when you don't have any. And especially, I would say, West Indian mom is like, you better or you ain't going to be eating up in here. So absolutely. Uh, that's absolutely. How it was. Yeah. And another thing, too, I feel a lot of times today as parents, that's something we could learn from because we give our children a lot of choices. Right. When they're not really mentally developed to make these choices. So even though she asked me what I wanted to do, she knew her child. The Bible says deal with people according to knowledge. So she knew her child. She knew what kind of person I was. And she said, you know what? This kid, he's not that bright to go to college and be a big doctor. <laughs> but he could probably turn a screwdriver. You know what I mean? And he could make some decent money. So her ingenuity, her foresight in that, you know, was able to make that decision and brought me here. So I appreciate it. So for mothers out there, don't be afraid to make decisions. And fathers, don't be afraid to make decisions for your child, for your children. Yeah. Put them in a situation where you know that they could succeed. Nice. I like that. What is the most difficult thing about living and working in the city? The commute, by far. I live in the suburbs, so getting to the city is a challenge, you know, especially during the school hours, you know, when school <laughs> is in session. In the yeah. summertime, it's a little better, but having to commute back and forth to the city, it could be annoying. That's the only thing I would I feel. I enjoy being in the city, though. I enjoy the people, the energy, you know, especially in the summertime. It's good. You know, in construction, we don't get to see a lot of women. You know what I mean? It's more so men. You guys are, are a unicorn, you know? <laughs> so being in the city, we get to see a little bit of women every now and then. <laughs> you are the most honest guest I've had so far. I just love that. Uh, you know, Honestly, is the way to be. Well, yes. thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for noticing that we are unicorns. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. And Absolutely. You're an electrician for the FDNY. How does that differ from any of the electrical jobs positions that you've held before going with the FDNY? Or is was there another position that you've had before, or was that your only position that you've ever had? Right. It's not the only position I've ever had. I started out working for a boiler company in Brooklyn, okay. and I was an apprentice. So that's where I kind of learned my trade in the infancy of it. You know, I was able to develop. And um, then I went to another company in Manhattan called Heat Timer. I worked for DEP, and then I worked for the fire department. The fire department is a good place to work just because there's so much camaraderie inside the firehouse with the firemen. Most of the firemen are good men to work with. You know what I mean? You're not dealing with the elements every day out in the cold or the heat. You know, you're yeah. working in a building. They feed you. It's it's a good energy, good place to be. And I see you smiling because you're familiar with that. Huh? <laughs> Very good. You absolutely right about that. Well, I saw it too. When I saw that, I was like, she's smiling like, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm laughing. I'm all the benefits. Yeah, I'm laughing. Like, like they feed you and I'm like, diet. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the food isn't always the healthiest. Yeah, they eat really well. <laughs> nice, nice. What is one habit you do daily that helps you to be successful in your job and in your life? Okay, this is a good question. This habit was cultivated 
you know, I just kind of fell into it. But going to the gym, working out, mm-hmm. working out puts you in a mental space every day that when you feel successful, you feel like you're going to conquer. It gets your endorphins going. It gets your, your mind in a good space. It's And I started going to the gym and I just so happened, like, you know, I started feeling this energy. And I was like, you know what? This is a good energy to have in the morning. It wakes you up. You, you start your day out on a very positive, high energy note. I mean, as long as you don't overdo it. But more or less, it's uh, that's one habit that I have that I enjoy, actually. It gets, sometimes it definitely gets, t- you know, laborious and you get tired, but it's good. Now, let's switch a little bit. You know, you've mentioned your stock trading and what made you getting and, you know, that you're investing and you bring it to the masses. What made you get into investing and not just get into it, bring it to the masses so others have the knowledge that you have? What made you decide to do that? Another good question. Another good question. Come on, Blaine. We we, we do our jobs, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You guys guys are well prepared. I'm surprised. I'm I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. I'm impressed. (laughs) I'm impressed. Oh, thank the you. Are very good. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, yeah. You guys did a good job. So during the pandemic, right, we didn't really have much to do. You know, everything was kind of shut down. Mm-hmm. I got sick for a while. I had, you know, Corona for a little bit. And um, I gave my kids some assignments. I gave them books to read. Mm-hmm. One of the books was Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Nice. So That's I gave great. them the book to read and I said, I want a book report on it. Right. My son read this book and it took him. He's a very frugal kid already, but then he, after reading the book, he kind of understood that investment, saving is not investing. So you make money by investing, right? We had a, a conversation about the book. We had a family meeting. We had a conversation about the things he read in the book and what he felt about it. He was so moved by it. He took such good notes and I was very impressed. So I said, you know what? I want to keep this energy going. So the barbershop, local barbershop, which was very good, Lifestyles Barbershop, they had a, they were honoring five kids from the high school that graduated. And he was one of the, he was being honored. They had a little scholarship for them. They put it together. At that event, they had a speaker that spoke about the stock market, a gentleman. And he got up and he spoke about investing and learning to invest. And I was like, listen, this is perfect, right? So I didn't even really get into it for me. I got into it for my children so that they could benefit. So I said, okay, we're going to start the class. So I started a class, my daughter and my son. And, you know, it went well. My daughter actually came up to class being the rock star out of everybody. She she took to it very well. She understood it. It was very good. So after the class, you know, being construction workers, you guys understand that you're working with your hands every day. It's not easily for you to like, you know, trade or it's just not feasible. Right. You're up and down ladders. You're doing this, this, so on and so forth. So I asked the gentleman who did the class with me. I said, hey, I'm going to give you some money. Why don't you invest it for me and flip it? He took a while to respond to me. He said he's not going to be able to do it. He's busy. So I said, man, there's no way I'm going to just let this knowledge just passing by the wayside. I'm going to have to make an effort. So I downloaded the app Thinkorswim on my phone and I just started trading. I started with $10,000 and I slowly started building up. I made mistakes. I lost money. I made money. But it came to a point where I made a considerable amount of money on that investment. And I was so impressed by that progression that I felt that that's something that others need to know. And yes, there's people out there that know that. There's Black people that know how to trade. But the regular construction worker like myself, the regular guy at the barbershop, people got stimulus checks. What are we doing with it? Are we spending it? There's nothing to buy. You're not going nowhere. You're not buying no sneakers. You're not buying no clothes. 
Why don't we invest it? So from all of that, I said, you know what? Why don't we just start a, a financial literacy program? Nice. I called up a friend of mine and I was like, listen, this is something that we could do. He's a technical guy behind it. So he created the Discord that we're on. Honestly, from there, I would just say blessings happen because God just looked down upon us. Things just started falling into place. Other people of financial background started wanting to get involved in it. Different things starting to open up. So it's just been, but all from the seed, right, of yeah. giving my son that book. So it had nothing to do with really me. It's just me wanting to educate the ch- my children because they had nothing to do. And it grew feet. So that's uh, that's something that we could, you know, anytime you want to do something or you come up with an idea for something, just go ahead with it. You know, don't just people, a lot of times people have ideas and it dies at the idea. Go forward, press forward and bring it to fruition. I love what you say about that. You know, for people who are just hearing the sound of a voice, his t-shirt, knowledge is the only currency, is so yes. powerful. And I really agree with you with bringing it to our kids. Since you talked about your kids, what age do you think that we should start teaching our children about finances and about the stock market? Think about it, right? When we were growing up, we had piggy banks, right? You had a little piggy bank and you put your little change in the piggy bank. Your your parents were teaching you how to save. But every child is different. So I don't want to paint everybody with a wide brush. But as you know your child, once you see that they're mentally developed in certain areas and they could understand certain things, you can bring that to them. You know what? And you could do little things with them, you know, at home, you know, okay, if you put this money here and this and this happens, then you could get extra money from it. You know what I'm saying? Just a little project with them. So they learn how to, it's not just about saving because nobody gets rich over saving and nobody gets rich over having 10 jobs. So you have to learn, learn to invest, learn to put that money. And even if you have 10 jobs, what are you doing with that money? You're just putting it and saving it. It's not going to work. So as children get older, they start the development as parents or loved ones, whoever it is, you see that child and say, okay, we could start something here. But first we have to edify ourselves, right? We have to know it so we can bring it to them and motivate them to do it. So to answer your question, that was a long-winded answer, but to answer your question, <laughs> develop, that's basically depends on the child, on the mental yeah. development of the child. I agree with you. I think we should, you know, like with my kids, I taught them really at a young age, how parents just give their kids money, uh, just give them money. The kids had to figure out same way I had to work. Stuff had a value. What right. they do, if they brought us good grades, they would get a hundred dollars too. I some of it they spend, and some of that portion went into the bank, and some of it they was able to buy the Nike sneakers that I was never going to buy. So it will cause them to save up that money to buy. So I think there's practical ways that you can teach them really young. And one of the things I loved you said about the book, if you love that book i think if you read the richest man in in babylon is uh, a really yeah, and the world's greatest salesman you would also love that because i've learned so much from you're a girl dad and you're also in the world of construction what is one thing you would tell your daughter that should sit with her through her entire life one thing i'll tell her that will sit with her through her entire life one thing I've told both my children from, from very young age, but it's a mantra that I, that I try to keep on them. I always say no excuses, no explanations. Because a lot of times in life, we come up in situations where we make excuses for failure, excuses for not. And I always say no excuses, no explanations. We go through. You make a decision. You try to stick to your decision. You try to have integrity. You try to be dignified. 
That's one thing I believe in. No excuses, no explanations. You do what you have to do. Sometimes we put so many, you hear people say, oh, well, I didn't do this because this happened, or I didn't do that because this happened. Forget that. It's a mentality. It's a thinking. And if we have that mentality, like, listen, I'm not going to let nothing stop me. I'm going to win. I'm not going to lose. You know? Yes, you might you might have disappointments, but with that mentality, you're going to continue to be successful. You're going to continue to win. That's one thing. No excuses, no explanations. I love that. So she should, I love that she will have something in her life she could always um, go to because I, 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 that's how I was able to uh, become successful or, or through the times that it was difficult, I had my my own mantras like "Don't let nobody mess with your dead presidents." You know, this too shall pass. So when things were difficult, I was able to know that at some point it's going to change. So I think that's a great thing that she has something from you that will help her uh, continue to grow up to be a really powerful woman with vision. So I want to know, Blaine, what is the next best uh, big step for you in terms of your career and vision as a person? Well. I've been working in construction for a long time, right? So I'm coming to a point in my life where, you know, I don't want to be doing construction for the rest of my life. And we all come to a point where we want to retire. We want to sit down, live an easier life or do things. So I'm looking right now at making sure that I have financial stability, which will take me into that time period of my life where I could live comfortably. I don't want to then not do anything. I'm, I'm start, I started this financial literacy program and, you know, I want to take it to the, to the hills. But um, I'm at that stage in my life where I'm looking forward to having an easier time or, you know, calming down. A lot of people might look at that and say, man, that's, you know, you look pretty young to be going at that age. But <laughs> I, saw, I saw the Annie Tilt face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, she always does that. She, we, yeah, she, yeah, 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 yeah. A little shade, but it's okay. And I still love it. <laughs> but um, we have 80 years of life. If we live a, a nice, healthy life where we, we still have our faculties, you know, you want to be able to spend that time doing things that you want to do. Do I enjoy going to work? Yeah, I like working. But do I want to go up and down ladders every day? No. Do I want to drill holes every day? No. And it comes to a point in your life where you want to do something else. You want other things, you know, to your mind, you want to build, you want to grow. And I'm at that stage where I want to come to that time where I want to just move on and do other things or, you know, have a little less on my plate as far as construction. Now, for the young people out there who are considering, what would you tell a younger Blaine just before Mm. getting into the trades? What would you do different? What would you tell your younger self? As I told you guys before, I was catapulted into being an electrician by my mother, right? When I first started the trade, I was on my own at a very early age, right? I was on my own at like 18, 19. I was living on, on my own. Me being an electrician and me having to work was more so out of necessity, right? Because I had to pay my bills, I had to pay my rent, right? Out of necessity than out of a love for doing it, right? That love for doing it developed later as I got better in my trade. Did I know that it was going to be this lucrative or, you know, it was going to be what it is today? No, I didn't. I didn't know that. Annie, stop. Right? I didn't know that. <laughs> no, I, I love I love what you just said. Did you know I love yeah. what you said? Yeah, yeah. What I would tell my younger self is that at an earlier age, I wish I took it more seriously, mm-hmm. you know? Because it, it wasn't for a love for it. It was just survival. I came out of school that took electrical. I didn't go to college. So I didn't have something to say, okay, let me go to college and, you know, try to become a lawyer or a doctor, which I possibly could have been. But 
out of necessity, I had to do what I had to do. So if I took it seriously, probably more seriously earlier, probably I would have owned my own electrical company at this point and not be working for somebody. So working to fight a problem is a good job, but it still gives you a glass ceiling. You understand what I'm saying? Owning your own electrical company, owning your own contracting business, that's something that doesn't give you a glass ceiling. You could go to the hills with that. You can become a millionaire. You know what I mean? I wish that I went that route earlier in my in my career. You know what I mean? And I feel like I, that would have been better. So that's what I would tell younger Blaine. Take it seriously. Try to own your own business. Nice. I like that, Blaine. That's the honesty. And, and now you have that opportunity by what you're doing with the investments and stuff to tell people to do that in all aspects in their life, to like take right. things seriously. So I would want to know, like, what is the one thing that you would like people to always remember? about you one thing that mm. they will always always remember about you i would want everyone to remember about me that i'm a god-fearing man that's something that's very important i think in everybody's life to have mm-hmm. to fear god and to be able to um you know move with integrity move move with dignity you know we all have things in our lives that sometimes our shoulders get heavy but we rely on god we turn to god we, we turn to something else it helps us through the tough times so I would want everyone to remember about Blaine that he's a God-fearing man, a hard-working God-fearing man in, in that summation. That's nice. I love that, Blaine. Now, I see that you said that your children got you into investing because you bought them that lovely book. I wanted to ask you, how did your children benefit from you learning to invest? But now I want to know, how did you benefit from your children learning to invest? Them learning to invest kind of made me want to make everybody else know how to invest, you know? Because I look at them, I'm like, man, if I had that knowledge when I was their age, where would I be? Could you imagine if we have that kind of knowledge, if somebody sat us down and showed us, if we had a class in high school on investment, which is now that I see that they're trying to do that now. I don't know if you guys know. Yeah, they are. They are. We're trying to do that at two's and and They're trying to put that in the curriculum to graduate. But could you imagine if we, you know, where would we have been? You know, probably wouldn't have been in construction. Probably would have been on Wall Street someplace. You know, you would have been, the world would have been open to you differently. Absolutely. And not that money makes you happy, but it gives you the freedom to do things that could edify your happiness, that could help bring you along. So that motivated me when they started investing to make sure that other people learn how to invest you know, because it's never too late to learn anything. I think you're right about that because I know like growing up with my kids, what I did during the summertime, I would give them the classics to read and have to write a, a short book report. It, you know, it wasn't a big deal, but yeah. I went somewhere and somebody said exactly what you said. What if I had done differently and gave them the books that I'm reading now about investment and how much different their lives would have been. So instead of reading the classics that I made them do and uh, write the reports on those classics, what if I did give them rich, poor, you know, rich man, poor man, those kind of books, like you can right. imagine about investment, how they would have changed. So the fact that you were able to do that for your kids, you actually going to break that generational. Of Absolutely. Definitely. I think you're going to do that. So, you know, we're wrapping up, we come into an end. We would love to talk to you for hours and hours because it's really fun and knowledgeable, but I want to know, I want want you to tell us our audience who's listening how they can connect with you on the different platforms how, how could you share some of your the ways they can connect with you yes okay so first of all we have a website called 10 talents trading t-n-t-a-l-e-n-t-s trading right okay. you go on that website and from there you could connect with us as i said we have a, a literacy platform where 
We share stock tips. We share classes on how to trade. We also on Instagram at 10, the number 10 talents trading on Instagram. You could come with us there. The name 10 talents, even in that name, that Jesus used it in a parable in the Bible. There was three servants. He gave them each, the master gave them each talents. And the master went off and he said to one, one he gave five, one he gave two, and one he gave one. The one he gave five talents, so he came back. The, the servant gave him an extra five. That was 10 talents. The one he gave two, the master came back. He gave him four. But the one he gave one buried the talents. And when he buried those talents, he said, Master, I knew you were an exacting man, and you decided not to reap where you sow. So I buried your talent and give it back to you. And Jesus rebuked that last servant because he didn't, he didn't take his money and he didn't invest it. He didn't use it. He didn't try to get back. So 10 talents is the same mentality. Invest our money. It's not just financially practical, but it's biblical. On those platforms, Instagram at 10 talents and also on the website, 10 talents trading. That's where we could be reached. All right. Nice. Thank you. Thank you. And before we close out, do you have anything you want to share with the audience before we leave? Thank you, Blaine, so much for joining us today. We look forward to actually taking a class with you on 10 Talents Trading because I would like to grow my coins through your 10 Talents (laughs) Trading. There we go. Thank you for boosting our egos and telling us how great we were in asking you these wonderful questions today. I look forward to seeing you in the field so I can scream and get your autograph because you truly are a rock star. Thank you for joining us today at Tradeswomen Talk. Please follow us on Instagram at Tradeswomen Talk. Please join our website and subscribe to toolsandtiaras.org. Like, contribute, and donate. Please share. Thank you again. Goodbye, everyone. Thank you, guys. Before we leave, we always have something that we like to say. We want people to realize that God sent each of us here or the source or whatever you believe with a purpose. And and sometimes we stifle that. And sometimes there's other people out there that need to know how magnificent they are mm-hmm. and what is in store for them. So today, tomorrow, feel free to let someone know how magnificent they truly are. Until next time, people, until next time, we'll see you soon. Catch up on some episodes. We'll see you soon. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. Take care, everyone. We really hope you enjoyed this episode of Tradeswoman Talk Podcast. Stay connected. Visit www.toolsandtiaras.org. You can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Tools and Tiaras. If you would like to connect with us, please send us an email through info at toolsandtiaras.org. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review. Until next time, make sure you let someone know how magnificent they truly are.